Okay, here we go. to learn Torah It's a big thing. Okay, so Per Gimel Posuk Yud Dalad. Kitov. Oh, so so sorry. So we were we were we were in this pasuk. We already started a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we said that the. Um, the oh, and this is where Misha and I uh, worked a little bit harder to get a good, to get a good modern day analogy. Mm. So we came up with uh, the analogy of the business owner versus the reseller. Right, so the person that actually owns yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. the products, the manufacturer, the person that makes the things, right, versus the reseller. Um, and Misha, by the way, I did look into it a little bit. You're, you're that I think you said that most car manufacturers don't really make any money on the actual car sale. Yeah, that was correct, right? But they do make plenty of money on the resale of parts for used cars. Right. So they do make money somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, so the point is again. So that's where they have a big margin versus if you just buy those from them and then you resell them to the individual consumer, you're making a little sliver. Okay. Chop shops. <laughs> Just like take exactly. the cards apart. That's a bit different. Oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, one second. Okay. All right. So I don't get excited over here. That's why you lose your insurance, your warranty. If you go one of those shops. Okay. So if you, so that's, a, so we're saying Kitov Sakra that the, um, <clears throat> what was the word that we were using for Sakra? Merchandise or uh, commerce? That her commerce, her commerce is better from a commerce of money, of silver, mm-hmm. right? And then we said that Umeharuts, which the Gon has not yet defined for us, we'll see soon, but it means something that is... Uh, Instrumental, desperately needed. Tvuasa is 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 her <coughs> produce better than. No, no, I, I was right the first time. I'm just gonna get more. But I can find. Okay, so again, so the Gon told us last time that that uh, that the people who actually own the goods, they make. Uh, the majority of the of the money, and the people that are the peddlers that are buying here and selling there, they make a smaller amount. And in fact, they always strive to one day be the be the you know save up enough money from the from the peddling and start actually having your own industry. That's what happened in, in Chicago on Maxwell Street. You had the, the, the immigrant come here who had a little push cart and sold things. The next generation opened a little store down on Maxwell Street, and then the next generation opened uh, like a department store or something in, in exactly. downtown. Exactly. So, so, that's, so that's what the Gohm uh, said so far. Lechem. So now we're in the middle of the Gohm over here. Lechem. Amar. Tov. Sahra. Tov, mikasef, shemarviach, mishora. So her 
um, commerce is better than, than monetary commerce. So commerce to commerce. We're comparing commerce where you buy and sell. So the buying and selling of Torah is better than the buying and selling of monetary commerce. And I believe Yosef said last time, he already figured it out, that the commerce is going to be the acquisition of wisdom, of Chochmah. Right? So you, like we said, Chochmah is Ma Shekibel Mirabo, that is what you receive from your Rebbe or from a Sefer, from somebody else. Right? And um, so it's not, you, you didn't create this product. But you can get a little bit more out of it than what you got, than what you had to put into it. Okay, so let's continue in the Gon. So Harutz is something that is very precious. Why? Because the word, says the Gon, Harutz is Kalimar, Harutz Meol, that's something that is, that is decreed. There is very much essential. That's a. Lefishahu Nitzrach Meod. It's something that's very needed. Shuatvua Nitzraches Yoser Minakasif. Right? So, being that the produce is indispensable, you must have produce. Everyone has to eat. Um, money, if it gets too expensive or whatever, uh, I can't, certainly, gold, diamonds, whatever it is, I can't afford it, so I won't buy it. Car, so I'll, so I'll get a lot around without car, public transportation, whatever it is, right? But food, you can't not, you, know, you can't maybe without food. So, tuasa haprishala, that means the fruit of the Torah, the produce of the Torah. Vuhu Neged Chachma Utfuna. Here we go. So as they go, and these two correspond to wisdom and understanding. She Chachma Hu Dugmas Hasechora She Movil Mimidina Lemidina. Wisdom is the similar to commerce because you move around, you get. What you can buy here, you can't buy there. You move around from place to place, try to accumulate the wealth. So too, a person has to go and travel to accumulate wisdom. If you're learning in a good place, then you discover that, okay, yeah, you... You... you um, You've learned what there is to be learned here. Now, but there's this other part of the Chachma, of the Torah, that's not being taught over here, but it's being taught in some other city. So you go and you, you relocate. You move to a new city to learn the Torah in that other yeshiva. Like it says, right? The tent of shame, the tent of Aver, good. Um, like Chazal say, Haisa Kanios Socher Mimercha Octavi Lachma. Do you say that on Friday night? Ineshis Chayel? Ineshis Chayel, yeah. 
But I'm, I'm asking, so, so after 14 years, Jacob had nothing more to learn from no, 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 no. First of all, those 14 years was only a shame had passed away. It was only in the Shiva's favor. But um, we're talking about before, when he was young. So, um, again, it doesn't mean necessarily that he had learned everything already. It just means for whatever reason he had to go. And that's a separate question why he left. But we're saying that the point is that the person has to, when you're gathering wisdom, you might have to gather it from different reservoirs, from different sources. You see that for a lot of big rabbis, where they learned in one yeshiva and then they went to another yeshiva. That's a different approach, different funding. So, yep. so, so the golden quotes over here, Pasuk in Asia's Chayel, that she is like a, um, a ship um, who brings her commerce from far away. Right? So that, that speaks to a person gathering wisdom from different sources. Of course, nowadays... To a certain extent, it's much easier for us because we have such extensive libraries. You know, the Gon, a lot of what he did, the Gon himself traveled around Europe, comparing manuscripts and gathering, you know, learning farm that he didn't have access to. Um, but, of course, you need a Rebbe that could teach it to you. So if you're in a place where you don't have a Rebbe, you got to go find a Rebbe. Uh, so, okay, so that is Chochma. Chochma is... You're gathering um, wisdom. Tvunahu mashe mosi minachachma. It's what I can extract from the wisdom. Kein hatvua huma she zera o shekana minakasif shehirviach measachara. So just like tvuna itself is where I can gather, what I can pull out from the wisdom that I learned. I learned a piece of wisdom, and I can actually create some new wisdom using my tvun, using my understanding. Mm-hmm. So he's saying in business, the same thing. You make a little bit of money, and then you... <clears throat> buy some seed, and you sow a field, and then now you can actually have your own produce. Yeah, I think there's even more. There's um, I'm, there's an article about, I, I read, like, I always read one of my favorite articles about wealth creation, right? And it's, it's, it's trying to define that making, even making money is not so different from playing an instrument. You know, with more practice, you get better and better and better. Not necessarily creating something new, but you, you, you gain knowledge, right? And from that, you're level to, able to level up, continue playing field. Whereas, you know, uh, so it's, it's not even, it's not even something, it's like you work on a field, then you, then you purchase your own fields because now you know how to do it. If you, now you purchase your own fields, now you know how different crop systems work, so you can, you know, run multiple fields, right? Like, you're just, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not so different, it's exactly what it's saying. Knowledge builds on itself, but it's, it's more than just the knowledge in pieces, it's like, it becomes its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's all, that's all I'm saying. I, I think I, I mean I hear it. It's just it's just so yeah. relevant today. Uh, it, hit, to it, hit, it sounds like it hit a uh, red button over there. <laughs> Good. So but uh, so again so the point being that initially when a person is poor, right? 
you start saying, well, I want to plant my own field. I want to grow my own, pro- my own harvest. Who do you think you are? Your own, your own harvest? You got to buy a field. You got to buy the equipment to work the field. You got to buy all the seed, all the fertilizer, all the things. You got to have all the time to be able to work on it without interruption for a long time until you even see any money. You can't, you can't make your own field, right? You can't make your own produce. Same thing in Torah. What happens? A guy comes, and what does he want to do right away? Let's just take it over. Start saying Hidushim. Oh, you know what? I think is really happening over here, Rabbi. I think that really the Gemara is alluding to, you know, um, Shalom Bayis and, you know, whatever it is. It's, you know, how can you, 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 you only have like two pennies to rub together. You can't yet be creating new wealth, right? So in the beginning, you have to just be doing a lot of commerce, just accumulating a lot, running your hand through a lot. You buy yourself, you buy yourself, you buy yourself. And then eventually you can save up to the, ooh, look at this, I got something. I got something my own, right? And then of course, once you get that, that's a pretty wealthy, that's a pretty, nice piece of wealth that you have there. So then, like Misha is saying, you can reinvest it now, come up with more um, analysis, more more uh, deeper understanding. And then you got to go back and keep on doing more business until you can save up for another run to buy another field or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you'll have, Rebbe Hashem, 100 fields with a, and a, with 100 servants on, uh, on each field and 100 vineyards with a hundred servants on each vineyard. That's what the Gemara says, Asher, who is a rich person? The one who has a hundred fields with a hundred servants on it. And a hundred vineyards with a hundred servants on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> huh? There's a, the, the Gemara brings different opinions as to who is an Asher. So, we're currently focusing on having a hundred fields and a hundred vineyards. Mm-hmm. And you're rich. Now, rich in what? Commerce. But the other type of commerce. <laughs> in Torah. Right. Then you're rich in Torah, right? So you're serving so you're telling me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that means to say that you have a hundred ways to work each field. Mm. Right, each field, each tractate, each only seventy. Uh, uh, so whatever, whatever they represent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the zebo miatsmo. This will happen by itself. The agia, the agia kapo, which goes with me pre kapeha, not a karam. So you see what the Ashes Chayel does? First, she's a ship bringing um, commerce from far away. She builds up the money little by little. Then what does she do? Then she goes and she plants a vineyard. Right? You gotta save up to plant to make a vineyard. Um, so we said back in Pasuk Yud Gimel, actually, Adam Motzah Chachma, Vadam Yafik Tzvuna. We're talking about 
someone who finds Chochmah, that's, that's uh, gathering the wisdom and then bringing out Huna, that's understanding. Vakshav ki tov, Vashikasov, Ashrecha bolom azeva tov, Lach beolom haba. So the um, so you're saying that the Tupsukim one says Ashrei, Pasukud Gimel says Ashrei, happy is the man. Pasukud Dal says Tov. Why? Because Ashrei is in this world and Tov is that world. So the point is that the wisdom of the Torah and the understanding of the Torah will make you both rich in this world and in the next world. That's what you said. Yeah, but it's like, uh, after... No, but it's also in the It's a Gemara and Right. Like he just quoted. Right. I don't have it here. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <clears throat> Now, if you notice, maybe we can just add a little, little tiny piece. We say in Ishes Chayel. Again, we say, Isaac and your soul hair. Maybe I tell you, Lachma. The next pasuk, Vatakam beod Laila, Vatitim Teref Leveisa Chokol Narosah, Zama Masadev Vatika Chehu. She identifies a field and buys it. Not a karam, and from the fruits of her hand's labor, she plants a uh, vineyard. So seemingly there's a progression. First, what are you doing? First, you're doing commerce, buying and selling. Buy low, sell high. Right? So that's uh, you're learning, you're accumulating uh, just um, wisdom. Then you start, then you actually buy, then you actually buy a field. And then eventually you work your way up to an orchard, to a vineyard. What is a field and a vineyard? So, oh, that one works. Better product. Also, how big is the vineyard? So the difference is like this. A field is measured basically by its size. Pretty much the amount of money that you can make in the field is pretty much proportionate to the size of the field. A little bit more, a little bit less, but uh, whereas with a vineyard, there's no, you know, if you have some incredible vineyard that makes these incredible grapes, right? You could make, you could make a thousand times as much as somebody else with a, with a similar vineyard. Well, there are all kinds of rules on the top of what is that good? Not talking about talking about how much money right. you can make selling wine, right? If you have a uniquely good grape, it's a very, very high end product. Whereas in the field, which means you're growing wheat, wheat is wheat. People eat wheat. It's, you know, it's going to be bread at the end of the day, right? It's not like a huge. This is like a luxury. 
grain. <laughs> Watch, next few years they're gonna. It's gonna luxury be grain. grain. Luxury grain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's, a, it's a good idea. Uh, and, <laughs> and, it, and it's gonna be. Surprised no one's done it. Ten times as expensive as regular grain. I'm sure. Probably. They already have like iron corn. But. Got it. Anyway. But yes, I hear. Yeah, you make the point. So, so the, um, <laughs> so that, yeah, that might be alluding to different parts of the Torah. In, in, in both parts of the Torah, we're talking about working with your tuna, exerting yourself in um, bringing out new fruits. But there's new fruits like wheat. There's new fruits like wine, which is you know can be much more. It can be junky wine also, right? But uh, but it can also be very very precious, like uh, you know the yaina mishomer tzadikim. These two, which are, if they're mixed together, I can like. Or it's wheat and, and grapes. Okay. Yeah. Um, fine. Okay. So that is Posak Yudal. Posak Tazvav. Yekarahi Mipnim. She's more precious than pearls. The Kol Chafatsecha. And all of your desires or all your desirable objects are not equal to her. Says the Gron. Yakar Himi Pminim. Kider Adam Lirdo Veliknos Dover. People buy things for one of two reasons. To you know, really, really want to buy something. One of two reasons. Oh, Mahmas. She would over Yakar The only one time printed 1952 you know, US postal stamp uh, with a mistake on it. This thing is so rare. You get, come on, you got to have that thing, right? That's what the resale value is. Superman issue one, 1938. So the point is, it's like, if the thing is literally a piece of garbage. It's like, if, if there was many more of them, nobody would want it. Right. The only reason we want it is because there's so few of it. Right, exactly. Now, okay, so that's a little bit of an extreme case, but... I don't know. Sure. But let's think about something a little bit more practical. Let's say a diamond. Diamonds are worth a lot of money. A big diamond can be worth a fortune. So you people say, well, it's not the same as the 1932 Superman stamp, right? Because that thing, the only reason why people want it is because it's rare. But the diamond is actually very pretty. It's very attractive. It's, right? it's worth something because it is. Kind of, yes. But if you think about it, not really. Because I'll prove it to you. Let's say, like the cubic zirconians, yeah. right? So, nowadays, you know, they can make the cubic zirconians. 
So, okay, so people claim they can tell the difference. What's a diamond? What's a cubic zirconia, right? But let's say people couldn't tell the difference. Now let's say the flood was, the market was flooded with cubic zirconia. Mm-hmm. Would people still say, well, yeah, but come on, it's still so pretty, so attractive. I'm still willing to pay a ton of... I mean, not only would the price drop drastically, but many people that used to wear diamonds, they may not even wear them anymore. You would say, like, well, what's the difference to you? You still have your same diamond earrings, right? So the fact that now every other woman on the block has ones like that as well, why should that mean that you should take it? The answer is no, because... I don't want to wear them. If everybody else has it, then it can. Part of the reason why, I mean, it's true. They are they are also sparkly. They're also pretty, right? Mm-hmm. But besides being pretty, a huge portion of the value is its rarity. The mm-hmm. because this gives you honor. If I wear a if I wear a diamond, and everyone knows there's only there's nobody else has things like this. Right, if I wear some sort of a precious pearl, and everybody could tell, wow, this thing is like one, you know, one in a million. So then, that itself gives me cover, gives me honor. Alternatively, the reason why people buy these types of things is because it's something that's very much necessary. Let's say food, for example. Right, so just because you say, well, everybody else has food, so what we want is not going to be uh, anything unique or very. Everybody has food, right? We say, okay, I want the food. So what? I still need my food, right? It doesn't doesn't change anything. For me, I'm still hungry, right? So the reason why I want it has nothing to do with anybody else, is because I have a real <laughs> innate need for it. food, water, air. Well, if there's a lot of air. They do tend to be more basic. They don't. I mean, they don't have to be more basic. You know, back when uh, people thought that um, you know people were so terrified with Corona and the vaccine, mm-hmm. there was people that were willing to pay big money to you know jump the line and get their vaccine first. Uh, you know, whatever it is. So it's not about honor, showing off, having something fancy. It's because I feel like I need this thing. It's important for me to have. Okay. Yeah. It's big nowadays. What? Because you only need like food, shelter, and so on. But right, right, right. The whole thing on TV, you know, you want this thing because I'm gonna make you want this thing. Not that you need it, but you. Yeah. So you they try to obviously, obviously, any yeah. advertiser will try to explain to you that whatever they're trying to sell you is either something that's very gonna give you honor. Something that's rare and give you other, or something that you really need, right? Exactly. But uh, but but in, in truth, like you know, there's not that many things that are like this, but there are. Okay, so and so the point is, if a person runs to buy something and spends a lot of money on something, for one of these two reasons, either because it's rare and gives him covered, or because it's something that he actually genuinely needs. So now we're telling you, you have to run after the Torah with all of your strength. From the perspective of how rare it is, 
and what an honor it gives to a person. What you possess, what you have in your hand, is more is more precious than anything else. That's uh, in that regard is more precious than pearls. A pearl that's so hard to find, a diamond that's so hard to find. It gives you so much honor wearing a giant diamond on your lapel. So the Torah gives you even more honor. Okay. <clears throat> these pearls or these diamonds are the most precious thing, and yet this is more so. And then when it comes to measuring how much we need the Torah, anything else that you need, that you want, is not going to be equal to it. This you need more than anything else. It is your life. What could a person possibly need more than life? This, uh, yeah. That's, uh, you pay anything to live. Right? This again corresponds to two things that we've been talking about, which is the kasef and the tfua, the kasef of the money, the tfua, the produce. Misha, how, do they, how does it line up with the kasef and the tfua? Um, for what do you mean? So remember, we we've been talking about kasef means money, right. commerce, yeah, and tfua means produce, making your own stuff. Right. So, so sorry. So what's the question? So we're saying that the Torah has is more valuable than pearls, right? And it's better than all of you anything so that okay. you really need. So that's that's what you wanted. Yeah. So. So the kesef, kesef so the the, the is, is more valuable than the kesef because you and can't you can't live without it. exactly exactly right even so, though even though you get use kesef to obtain to well actually well you could but but uh, you but the point is there's only so much I would pay for fancy silver and gold things or whatever right right but I will pay I will pay for them because they are quite honorable and like it makes me feel good to be holding like a nice big heavy silver kiddush cup. If it feels good, but you can't compare it. If you need food, you, know, you sell that thing in a minute. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the again pointing out the chokhmah and the bina. Right. That the so again shame can negate chokhmah the bina. The kan who does shulkolol mishneim and here we're talking about having both of them. That the Torah is so valuable. Right, when you have both Chokhmah and Bina, so the convergence of the two of them is so valuable, it's more valuable than precious pearls and diamonds, and it's more precious than food in times of hunger, because A, it gives you more honor than anything else, and B, it's more necessary for our, for, for our life than, than even food. Okay. That is Pasuk Tesvav. Good.